coming this morning to share the message with us this morning is um, someone that uh, some of you may recognize. Um, his name is Joe Biddle. He's an Indiana Wesleyan uh, student. I believe he's a junior, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. junior. Um, he is uh, an Eagle Scout, so he knows what you're going through. Um, he's, he's been through it all. Um, he is uh, in the ROTC, which he's going to share some of his experiences with you on, in that regard. Um, um, he's just recently um, uh, accepted a call uh, by God into ministry, and um, so he is uh, pursuing to be a chaplain in the army, and so he's, he's got a lot that I think um, you guys, uh, hopefully everyone, um, will uh, benefit from. Um, so uh, please welcome with me, if you would, uh, Joe Biddle. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Dustin, for giving me the uh, opportunity to come and speak today. Um, this is my first time giving a message and sharing some of my experience, and it's really great. I'm really excited. Um, If you could just join me in a time of prayer so we can get started, that would be great. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for um, these people that are with us today, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Dustin and this wonderful church. I um, just ask that um, it's not me speaking up here, Lord, but it's you and you're speaking through me, Lord, that I ask that every word that I say um, just touches each and one of these people's hearts, Lord, um, in a way that's unique to them. And... uh, I pray for safe travels this afternoon when we all leave, and in your heavenly name, amen. So as you can see, um, I'm going to be talking about getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. And it's kind of a cliche now. Everyone says life begins when you get out of your comfort zone. Well, I truly, truly believe that. Um, I wouldn't be up here today if God didn't call me to do something that made me feel uncomfortable, that made me... um, just uneasy, uncomfortable, and I, w- I wouldn't be up here talking today if God didn't do that and I didn't I answer to that call. I truly believe that God, in, in order for God to use us, we have to meet him halfway. And it's just kind of like Luke in, in, on the boat in the stormy waters when Luke steps out of the boat. That's kind of like getting out of our comfort zone. I can't imagine that was easy for him to do. He steps out and then he meets God halfway. And I believe that's what it's kind of like for us to get out of our comfort zone, to feel uncomfortable. And Luke is not the only person in the Bible that God used and God took out of their comfort zone. In fact, there's so many times where I believe that God made just an ordinary person step out, meet him, and then he used them in a way that was miraculous. And these, I'm going to name off a few names. These are just some major role-playing characters in the Bible that God took out of their comfort zone. Noah... I mean, I don't think that it was just like, Noah, go build an ark, collect all these animals, and, you know, you're in the middle of the desert, and trust me that this is going to happen. I'm not sure Noah's like, all right, God, cool, I'm going to go do it. I'm sure that there was a lot of, what are you talking about? It, a, a huge ark in the middle of the desert? What? Um, Moses, saving the Israelites. I'm, he even argued with God. He said, God, I'm not the one to do this. this is, I, I can't speak. And I'm sure that when God asked him, to save the Israelites, to go to Pharaoh, approach him, and say, let my people go. That wasn't the easiest thing in the world for him to do. Um, Joshua, Esther, when she approached the king, when that's not at all um, 
custom in those days. David, Elijah, Jeremiah, Job, Ruth, Mary and Joseph. Now that's a situation that would be all kinds of uncomfortable. Hey, you're going to have a baby and you're still a virgin. I mean, that's, that's pretty uncomfortable. That's kind of whack. That's stepping out. Uh, the disciples, as we just read um, earlier today, that's a huge call. That's a huge commission that God's asking them to do. Go out to all the lost sheep, not just the Gentiles, to where you're going to be persecuted and you're gonna, people are not going to like you and you're not going to get paid. You're not really going to get rewarded, but go and do it because I said so. That's, if God told me to do that, that would be like, whoa, wait a second. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. Um, Paul was taken out of his comfort zone. He was struck by lightning. God said, change completely your life and do this. Even Jesus, when he was praying the night before he was betrayed, he was very nervous about what was going to happen. He knew it had to be done, but he was very nervous. So these are just some of the people that God used, um, and he took, he took them out of their comfort zone, made them, made them, and these people met God. And miraculous things happened when they did that. So how many of you guys have been forced to take the step out of your comfort zone. I know it's you Boy Scouts, yep. A lot of the times, you know, whether it be climbing a rock wall, that might, heights might be something that's, you know, just you're really scared of, but you do it anyways. And normally when things like that happen and we step out and we're all uncomfortable and uh, it, we just get really nervous and it's scary, but when we're done, don't we feel really accomplished and really used and like we're, like, wow, now, now I can take the next step. Now I can do something even more scary because I conquered that. Well, I believe that God does that with us because he'll, he'll just, he'll use us and we'll, he'll be rewarded. And I'm going to get that into that in just a little bit. So I went back and forth um, trying to pick out which example um, to use from the Bible, but I decided to um, pick Abram. And God took Abram out of his comfort zone more than once. Both, and I'm going to read um, from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9, if you guys want to turn um, to your Bibles there. It says, and this is the Lord talking to Abram. The Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and, I will be a bless- and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be a blessing through you. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with them. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out from the land of Canaan. They set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the lands as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, "To your offspring, I will give this land." So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there, he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west side and I on the east. There he built an altar of the Lord and called it the name of the Lord. Then Abraham set out and continued toward Negev. All right, so let's start at the very beginning at chapter or at verse one, and um, that first first verse: "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you." So that's that's God giving the command. That's God calling 
Abram out of his comfort zone. You need to do this. And this is something that, once again, I, um, it's very condensed in the Bible. I don't think we really sometimes realize the magnitude of this, but that's not just a, okay, God, let, I'll do it, let's go. That's gathering up everything that he grew up in, the land that he grew up, his family, the um, servants that he acquired, everything that he had, and that's going to Canaan, which is about 450 miles, and it's a little bit different back then to travel 450 miles than it is today. So that's just, it's a huge burden. It's a huge, like, why? Why would you, why, God, are you commanding me to take all this and move it 450 miles on foot across the desert to a place where my enemies reside? And you, you promise me that you're going to bless me, but I'm sure Sarah was like, whoa, Moses, I don't know. Are you sure you don't want to talk to God again about that? Are you sure you don't want to, to are you sure that's what he said? And so I can imagine all the turmoil, all the conflict that was going on between the family, between um, everything that was going on there. And another um, thing we have to point out in verse 4 is that Abram was 75 years old. So he's already been there for 75 years. And so now, I mean, he's an old man now, and still God wants him to move out. And even later in life, as we read on, we'll see that God takes him out of comfort zone even more. But this is his first time. Um, so I'm going to talk about a time that I was taken out of my comfort zone. And I've been taken out this summer so many different times in so many different ways God has used me. And it's been fantastic but scary. I've had a few conversations with Pastor Dusty um, just saying, um, I was like, why, why? I don't understand. Why is God doing this? Why is God making me question what I've wanted to do as a career for a long, long time? Like, I just didn't understand. But the one thing that I'm going to talk about today is my time at airborne school. And I've been in the military now for about four years. I was in the National Guard before I went to college. And this summer, I got the opportunity to go to, um, to airborne school. What that is, is a three-week training course to where we learn how to jump out of planes. I don't know if there's any veterans in here that have gone to airborne school. Uh, um, airborne all the way, if you guys have. <laughs> um, but anyways, we learn how to jump out of planes. And so you can do like a... a get mass amounts of troops on the ground really quickly. And that's, we haven't used this in the Army very much in this war, but we still try in doing that. So as you can imagine, jumping out of a plane is definitely stepping out of your comfort zone. So I'm going to talk about three steps of getting out of your comfort zone. And I'm going to compare those to the three weeks of airborne school. The three weeks, um, we call them ground week, tower week, and jump week. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, the important part to remember is that each week, we, ha we have to pass each week. Your com every move that you make at airborne school, there's a, they're called Sergeant Airborns, are literally right behind you with the checkboard saying, okay, okay, you passed that, okay, oh, nope, you didn't do that, you've got to do it again. So I believe that when I go on to these steps, we have to realize that we can't keep, we can't miss a step and keep going. We can't, um, we can't not do some things and do other things, and, and I'll get into that. Now, the, another important thing to remember before we get into this is you, you have to get rid of how. If you, if you really want God to use you and you feel like God's calling you and testing you in some way, you can't stop and say how. One of my favorite authors, uh, John Eldreds, writes in his book, Don't Ask How. That will cut your desire off at the knees. How is never the right question. How is a faithless question. And it's so true. How is God's department? Let God call you and, and obey him 
and then let him figure out how. Let him work it out. And that's so many times um, what I've had to do. God said, do this. And I'm like, well, I don't know how that's going to work. I, I, don't, I don't understand this. And um, he, he works all that out. Now, with Airborne School, I remember back in 2011 when I was a, just a little basic trainee, going through basic training, um, my um, drill sergeants, there was a couple of them that had airborne wings, and they talked about it, and they just had a great time, and it's kind of a prestigious award, especially when, you, when you're just a little basic trainee and you really don't know anything about the Army. You kind of look up to those guys. And I, I used to think to myself, there's just, I didn't even, it wasn't even in the back of my mind that I would ever be able to go to airborne school. It's really hard to get in. There's not very many people that get to go. And I was just like, that's, that's not me. I mean, at this point, I could barely pass the physical fitness test, let alone uh, excel to go to airborne school. And so I'm telling you this because don't ever think that you can't be used in miraculous ways. I know that we take a lot of the characters in the Bible for granted, but think of who some of those people are. They're just so, they're so ordinary. And because they obeyed God, because they stepped out of their comfort zone, because they met God halfway, God was able to use them. And, and it was just a perfect illustration that, like, I just didn't even think that I would go to airborne school. And God, God led me down the path, and in a few short years, like, I was able to go, and that's awesome. So we're going to step one, and this is, in my opinion, the most important step because it's, it's a starting point, and that's to be willing. It's like uh, ground week. Um, yeah, I should say ground week, which is you're not doing anything in the air. You're not really, um, you're not jumping out of towers. You're not doing any jumping. You're literally jumping. The most you're ever going to do in ground week is jumping off a stool about a foot high, and you're jumping and practicing that way. And um, it's a first step because you have to truly be honest with yourself. Are you, willing, are you willing to jump out of a plane? Are you willing to let God take, out of, to take, are you willing to let God take you out of your comfort zone? Some people say, and I see it so many times with my peers, and even I do this, and adults alike say, yeah, I'm willing, I'm ready to be used, I'm ready to be used, but then as soon as things get rough and things get uneasy and they get freaked out, they step back into their comfort zone. They, they stick their foot out into the water and test it with their toes and say, no, this is too much. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going any farther. Well, that's not, passing that. that's not passing ground week. If you can't jump off a, a foot stool and, and practice that way, how are you going to be able to jump out of a plane? How are you going to be able to let God use you fully to the utmost cap- his utmost capabilities if you're not willing to take that first step. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. You've got to humble yourselves. And this isn't something that you say. You can say it all day long. You can tell people all day long that I'm willing to be used by God. I'm willing for, I'm willing to let God take me out of my comfort zone. But are you really? Like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Like, do we really want to, do we really want to pick up all of our, all of our possessions and our family and the place that we've grown up in and that we know and moved to a land that we've never seen where our enemies reside? Are we really willing to do that? That's an inward, that's something in your heart that you have to decide for yourself. That's not something that a pastor can decide for you. That's not something a friend can decide for you. That's not something that a song can provide for you. That's something that you have to, you have to decide. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the almighty hand of God, so that God, in proper time, may exalt you. 
And I like these two verses because they say you have to humble yourself first before God can exalt you. And I love the, the meaning of the word exalt, which is raised to a higher rank. And that goes awesome with uh, my illustration with Army. So in order to get that, that airborne pin, which is the reward for passing airborne, you have to be willing. And once you get, I remember getting the email saying, hey, you're going to airborne school. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I said I would go, but now, now I'm actually getting the opportunity to go. Am I really willing to do that? And um, it, sometimes it can, it can be dangerous. It can be a dangerous road uh, following God's path. I mean, you saw in Matthew where he said, people are going to try to kill you. And all the disciples, almost all the disciples, got what, they were martyred. And so um, at Airborne School, or in the Army, they, they allow for a 90% retention rate, which means... Only 90% of the people have to make it on the ground safely in order for it to be acceptable for them. I know it's 90%, but I don't want to be that 10% that breaks my leg or that gets killed um, because my parachute failed or whatever else happened. Um, they, and so that kind of scared me. I, I had to be willing to go and pursue that, just like we have to be willing to go and pursue God. Um, Romans 12 one says that we have to be a living, living sacrifice in order to be used by God. And that's, that's so huge. I mean, we read over it and don't really think about the magnitude, but we w- really have to be willing to sacrifice ourselves and everything else that we have in order to be used by God. If we're not willing that, then how can we go any further? How can we move on to um, Tower Week or, or Jump Week? How, how can we be used by God if we're not willing to, to step that out? Um, Romans 2 said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's a very common verse. I hear it all the time, but that's only the first part of the verse. So we have to humble ourselves. That's another way of saying we have to humble ourselves. We can't be like what the world, but that by testing, and that's getting out of your comfort zone, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And so we have to humble ourselves and then allow God to take us out of our comfort zone through testing or trials or whatever it may be, and then we can be used. But we just have to be willing. It's so important because we can't move any further. I can't say it enough that this is just such an important step in letting God use you. You, you honestly have to be willing. The second step is um, being communicating. And this is kind of like Tower Week. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of um, time on this, but Tower Week is kind of, that's our, that's where training starts to get real. That's where we need to really start listening to our trainers. Because, I mean, you can see in this picture, like, we, we start training off 250-foot towers, so we're actually starting to jump. We're actually starting to be in a, in a place where we can get injured pretty easily. And if we don't do what we're supposed to do, number one, not what we pass, we'll get recycled, put back into the first week. Or um, we can get, we can really get hurt or killed. I remember, uh, when I was down there, a guy broke his leg just doing the towers, and so that was, that was the end of the road for him. He would have to be um, sent home and then maybe come back some other time. But I'm saying be in, communica- or be in communication with God through prayer and through the word. And this is important because how, are we know, how do we know what we're supposed to do if we don't know what God tells us? Does that make any sense? We have to be able to have knowledge in the Word to know what's right and wrong and to know how God can take us out of our comfort zone and how to have faith in God and how to trust God and how he's used others 
um, in order to be used ourselves. So this is both being in the word, because I believe that's how God, one of the main ways God communicates with us, and we have to be communicating with him through prayer. We have to sit in silence, listen to him, talk to him, ask him questions, because God's there for you. He's not going to set you up for failure. Just like at airborne school, they're not going to set, the, the instructors aren't going to set you up for failure. They want us to pass. So this is the time where we, uh, we ask them questions, and we, we, we listen to them, and they demonstrate for us. And I think that's another important part, is that they demonstrate everything that they do, every apparatus, everything that we train on, they're demonstrating for us. And God's demonstrated it for us, too. I mean, we have the word. I just listed off a few of the names that God has demonstrated for us. So let's read about that. Let's, let's see how God took, took, took these people out of their comfort zone, and then we can gain a better understanding of how he can take us out of our comfort zone. I'm going to go on to the next step, which is be obedient. And this is got to just jump. You've got to do it. You've got to just jump. You're up in that plane. I remember, okay, I passed, I passed Tower Week. Um, it was the Friday before. And we get the news that at another Army base, um, a female sergeant was jumping out of a plane using the, a parachute that we were using, and it didn't open, and she died. And I was like, that's going to be me. Monday morning, that's going to be me. I'm going to be jumping out of that plane. And there's a very, uh, not a very good chance, but this person, I mean, this person died. It happens. It's real. Like, I'm, I'm about to do this for real. And... It's, just think about that. So, so we've... We're willing now. Now, we are honest with ourselves. We're willing to, to step out. We're willing to meet God halfway. Now we're communicating with, we're in communication with God. He's, he's trained us. He's prepared us. And now he's ready to use us. And so now it's going to get, now, now it is real. It's, it's, it's going to happen. We're, we're out in that world now um, where it can be dangerous, where uh, we have to take all of our stuff and move. Like That's the actual doing. And Let's go back to Abraham or Abram for just a moment. So God gave a command. He said, "He said to um, get out of your country, your pe- or go from your country, your people, and your father's household." That was the command. Um, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your make your name great. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Okay, so God gave Abram a command, and then he, gave God, or then he gave Abram a promise. So many times in the Bible do I see this. God says, obey me this way, and I will bless you. Obey me this way, and I'll do this for you. And when has God ever failed us? It's always us that's done the failing. We're not obedient, so then we're not going to get that reward. We're not, we're not meeting God halfway. When, you, when um, we jump and complete our five jumps, we... Uh, our, our reward was, you know, our airborne pins, and, and it was just such an exciting day, and um, we got a lot of recognition for that, and it was awesome. And God's going to do the same thing with us when we, when we step out, fully step out, do our part, you know, take the leap of faith, no pun intended, and hope that God, trust that God will uh, land us safely on the ground unharmed. The... Uh, great part of, uh, I was thinking about this last night, and we can't, in airborne school, we don't get to jump just once, and it'd be done. We have to jump five times in order just to get our, our, um, just to get our wings, and after we jump, and after we pass airborne school, 
um, according to the UCMJ, which is the uh, law in the military, we have to be willing to jump anytime after that in our military career. We can't refuse, otherwise it's UCMJ action, which is a bad, bad deal. So I think that's, that's interesting because God's not going to use us just once. We can't just, be, we can't just be willing to step out of that comfort zone for just one time. God wants to use us over and over and over again. And, excuse me, and in different situations, God wants to use us. We, when we jumped, we had to do a day jump. We had to do a jump at night. We had to do a jump with all kinds of, um, all kinds of equipment on and different things and uh, using different parachutes. So we had to jump in different situations. Each time, I was more nervous. They always say after your first jump, aren't you pretty... Uh, Aren't you pretty comfortable jumping? No, actually, after that first jump, it was so scary. I didn't want to get there and do it again. So, but it, it was so, it was so rewarding in the end. Um, but back to the third step: obedience is key. We can't. We have to do it. We just have to do it. We have to jump. Obedience is key. Um, Luke eleven twenty eight says, "Bless those who hear me, who hear the word of God and obey it. Bless those who hear the word of God and obey it." Not bless those who hear the word of God, period. We have to obey it. Um, James 1.25 says, But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, which is the word, not forgetting what it has said, but doing it, he will be blessed. And so God promises that if we look at the word, we're willing to do what the word says, we're in communication with him so he can train us and prepare us, and then we go out and do it, then we're, we're going to be blessed. We're going to be reward, rewarded. Now, um, that Friday night that I was talking about before we jumped, I, I called up a, a good friend of mine, a mentor. Um, he's a captain back here in Indiana. And I said, I said I'm scared to death. I was like, I, don't, I, I mean, I feel like I'm not at all prepared for this. I feel like I'm not trained. And he said, uh, if you remember, he said, just remember feet and knees together. And that's something that they harped on us over and 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 over for two weeks straight. Feet and knees together. If you don't remember anything else, feet and knees together. And I think that we need to remember, um, if we don't remember anything else, then remember, trust God. Trust God. He's, he's in control. We're not in control. Trust God. Trust that you've done what's right. You've gone through the training. Now, now let him do what he needs to do in order to use you. Um, I had a video that I was going to show, but unfortunately the, um, we had a technical difficulty and it didn't work. But that it, was a, it was a video of someone and they were um, jumping out the plane. And if I wanted you to see the, the video for the illustration, um, it goes really fast. It goes really, really quick, um, 10 people at a time out of a plane. And that last person turns to the door and he stops. And he was like, oh, I'm not having any of that. Well, then all the sergeant airborne's go out and push him out the door. Sometimes I think God does this, and this is um, biblical too. We get there, we'll, we're real, we are willing, we're excited, we're ready, but then we turn around and sit that door, and trust me, there is nothing natural <laughs> about jumping out of a plane. It's one of the frighten, most frightening things ever. And um, you just stop, you freeze. But sometimes, I mean, we, we do that as, as believers. We get to that point to where um, God wants to use us, and we're, we're right there, we're ready, and we're ready to take that leap of faith. And we're like, oh, I don't, I, I'm having a second thought. But God sometimes 
you know, gives us a nudge. And I think that he's done that multiple times. One of the most obvious times that I can think of is uh, Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go, but he was willing to be used by God. He's been used by God before. Jonah was willing to go to Nineveh and talk, so he, God literally made him get swallowed by a whale and spit him up where he was supposed to be. Like, God, God, God's going to give us a little nudge. God's going to help us. God's, God's really there for us. He's not there to hurt us. He's not there to um, make us feel, you know, scared and frightened just because he can, just because he's God. But he's, he's doing that for our, for our best, and he wants us to be rewarded. He wants us to be blessed. And so God's going to help us out on, along the way. It's so, um, being, obedi- being obedient is so important. If you don't get anything from this um, message, the one thing that I want you to understand is that you should never be comfortable with how you are serving God. What do I mean? Well, I mean that you don't necessarily have to pick up your family and everything you own for the last 75 years and move 450 miles by foot in order to be used by God. You don't have to go jump out of a plane just for the sake, because it's scary, to be used by God. There's so many different ways that God can take you out of their comfort zone. Some of Maybe it's just going and talking to your neighbor. Maybe it's talking to that friend that you really know needs Christ but you're just not willing to talk to them. Maybe that's changing your attitude a little bit to reflect Christ more. Maybe that's attending more church functions and uh, being more engulfed in God's flame. Maybe that's making a a commitment to God. Maybe that's making a commitment to um, your spouse, whatever it is. Um, It can be in numerous ways. But I want you to remember, you should never be comfortable with how you're serving God, which means if you're satisfied with how you're serving God, you're wrong. You shouldn't be satisfied with how you're serving God. You should always, always be in constant pursuit to serve him more because he's given us a gift that is far beyond what we can ever, ever even deserve, even begin to deserve. He's given that gift. So why should we, all right, I'm coming, I go to Sunday school, so that's good. I I give God an hour out of my week. Maybe for some of you, that, I mean, that, that's a step in the right direction, and that's great. But uh, for me that, and for others, it's just, that's not enough. I want, something, I want something more, a little bit more. And do I mean that you should pursue an education in Christian ministries and go back to seminary and become a pastor? No. I just mean ask God how he can, how he can use you. How can I serve? How can I serve you? How can you take me out of your comfort zone? How can I step out of that boat? and meet you halfway. How can I do that? And that's what we all need to do. And we need to be in constant pursuit. We need to not just jump out of the plane one time, but we need to jump out of the plane again. And we need to say, God, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to go in a different situation. All right, it's nighttime. You know, this, this is a whole different situation, but I'm going to do it again. And then you've got to go put that parachute back on, lace up your boots, and do it again. And I believe that we need to do that. Be in constant pursuit to serve God. Always want the next best thing. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but we're never gonna, you're never going to get there, but that's what God's grace is for. That's how we're saved. But be in constant pursuit. Always want more. Always want, always want to serve God more. I believe that um, it's grace that saves us, but if we, truly, if we truly understand what God has done to us, then we'll want that. Our hearts will desire to serve God more. We'll, we'll want to change the way we're acting. We'll want to step out into the water, into the stormy water to meet him halfway. The reason I'm telling you all, 
all of this. Um, I've been in a bunch of different situations. I'm a criminal justice major, and I've been talking to some prisoners. I've been doing a lot of reading from different um, people, and my heart is so broken. It crushes me so many times. So many prisoners said, if only I had a friend, if only someone would, 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 be, would have been there for me, then I may not have gone down this path. Guys, God, the world, the world needs every single person to be willing to step out of that comfort zone, to be willing to pursue to serve God more. Because if we do, then maybe each one of us can be used like Abram is used, used like the disciples was used, used like Paul was used. I was reading in a book in, prepar- in preparation for this, and they said that the story of Abraham leaving his country was one of the turning points in the world because he obeyed God. And think about if he didn't obey God. Think of how much different it would be. I mean, that's, that's like the start of Jesus' lineage. Like, if he wanted to pursue that, then what? If he wasn't willing, if he didn't obey, then what? It would be so much different. But think about if all of us was willing, were willing to step out of that comfort zone, to leave our, you know, leave our metaphorical home and, and go somewhere so God can meet us. Think about how much different the world could be. There's no reason that each and every one of us can be a turning point for humanity. And that just, that starts with being willing, being communication, and then just doing it. It's so vitally important. I can't, it just breaks my heart every time I talk to these people or I watch this documentary or I read this book saying, I wish the church was there for me. I wish my Christian friend was, would have talked to me more about Christ. I wish my husband, I wish my wife, I just, we've got to stop being lazy. We've got to stop being comfortable. And we've got to, we've got to do, we've got to go. We've got to be willing. And um, my challenge to you guys is that, um, Maybe this evening, maybe today during church, you ask God how he can use you and say, God, I truly am willing to be taken out of my comfort zone. And you'd be amazed what happens when that happens, when you do that. I promise you, I promise you that you won't be disappointed. I know that it may be uncomfortable, may be different, may be new, may be scary, but I promise you that in the end, after you look back and see what God has done for you, that you will not be disappointed. Can we pray? Dear God, thank you for this, um, this, these wonderful people, Lord. I just ask that um, you humble our hearts so that we will be willing to take that first step so that we can truly be used by you. It's, it's a big step to take. It's so hard when we really come face-to-face with the Lord, but we know that you will give us strength, and we know that all of your promises are true so that we can do that. I just ask, Lord, that uh, you bless everyone here, and uh, in your heavenly name, amen.